Back Pocket presents Golden Nuggets. There are golden nuggets in every podcast we do. Here are our three golden nuggets. Enjoy. The following year, so I come back, I do my work, I start really focusing on the Wim Hof method, focusing on my breath. Love Wim Hof. Yes, absolutely. It's, book, it's magic. Becoming an Iceman. Yep. Yo, he's good. He's really good, and he's, he's tapped into something greater than himself. Absolutely. You, when you hear him talk, you absolutely know that. So I start doing the Wim Hof method and I'm really focusing on like what I want to do when it comes to my purpose. Because like I told Gary, when I turn 30, I need to have my purpose honed in. So I plan another trip and I call it Off the Grid August where if it wasn't for um, Get Me Gary V this year, I would have been back down in Peru. Um, so I go back down again. I already knew we're already stationary astronauts. Something bigger is going on. But I come back with kind of the name of what I'm going to build my company around and what my purpose is going to be. I'm going to be a glue piece for movers and shakers, the Michael Jordans of what they do. And we're actually going to start making noise here in the Midwest. We're very lucky. We don't have all these forest fires. We don't have hurricanes. We don't have earthquakes, typhoons. We don't have um, uh, big tornadoes in our cities like Oklahoma City. We don't do. We're lucky. You know, um, a couple years ago, Hurricane Sandy had... Um, the base of the Statue of Liberty underwater. You know what I'm saying? We don't have to worry about that. We got 10,000 lakes that ain't going nowhere. You know? So we have a great place here when it comes to what the Mayo Clinic is doing. The number one hospital again on the planet. What happens when people get old? They need more health care. And as we are becoming so in tune with ourselves, now people's religion is their, that yoga mat. You know, that's their church on Sunday mm-hmm. is focusing within. Not this external higher power. They're realizing I, it's within me. I'm tapped. I am, I am a walking God if I want to be, you know, with my mind. And if I focus on myself wholeheartedly, I can start. Life is malleable. And I can start taking risks. I can build my confidence up to the point an entity, an enigma, such as Gary Vaynerchuk, who none of us can touch. All of a sudden, I have the possibility to get him here. Through confidence, through connections, through being a glue piece. Yeah, expand on that a little bit more. What do you mean by that? You're a glue piece. Um, so really, I am a connector. So my last, um, my last retreat down in Peru, I always thought that my spirit animal. We all have a spirit animal, and it kind of guides us. It, um, it can really. The quicker you learn what your spirit animal is, and that's obviously just putting a label on it. But the quicker you you learn what it is, it will really help guide your life and kind of your purpose in life. So I always thought like, oh, I'm a leader. It's a timber wolf, or I'm powerful. It's an African elephant. No, dude, it came. The other side came through and was like, motherfucker, you got it all twisted. Your spirit animal is a giant squid. And the reason for that is because those eight arms are very important. What you do is you grab people and you bring them in and you you create teams. You grab them and you bring them in and you create teams. So I really took that and I ran with it. And um, that was in 2016. So I really started... I just want to mention this real quick. My spirit animal is the East Pacific Red Octopus <laughs> for the similar reason. I mean, Yo. those eight arms are able to vibe into the environment around them, and then that's how they become what they want to be, and they adapt to every environment. And that's like, all right, through this yes. podcast, I can talk to anyone and start vibing with that person. Get those tentacles, arms, that red octopus. So I, I feel that. That is dope, dude. Mm-hmm. That is so dope. Kindred spirits right here. Well, Yo, here's, here's my, my spirit animals, the golden eagle. Ooh. But like, I have no explanation for that at all. It was uh, it you was kind of just white and blue, dude. I, I bleed red, white, and blue. I feel like I uh, 
I try and be the most aware person. Like, everything I do is so... I'm always trying to find another avenue. Like, ever... We had this podcast guest who told us about sensory acuity. It's pretty much what Tony Robbins mm-hmm. preaches at times. And it was like, always entrepreneurs have this way of always being aware of what's going on around mm-hmm. them. So when I'm I'm working at, in a construction job right now, you know, I'm, I'm learning the processes. I'm, I'm waking up at 4 a.m., sometimes 3 a.m., coming to these pores. But what I'm really looking at is, okay, how can I – we have this superintendent who's mm-hmm. just a boss. He's been around for 40 years. But I look at how he has come in in this last two to three months and how he's changed the goddamn culture of this job where it was unsafe. It was, you know, all these different things. And he comes in and he gets exactly what he wants. And that's what I pay attention Mm -hmm. to. I try and mimic everything he does because I know that that's if I can apply that to the podcast, to our LLC, to, you know, everything in my life. I mean, it, it sounds selfish, like getting what you want, but. If I'm in tune with myself, then I can understand, you know, that that's a greater good for other people. Did we ask an average quality? I forget. We have not. No. Okay. So that leads us perfectly into our first question of this interview, which is usually what we start as. But you know what? When we got guests on like this. When, when we get rolling, we got to get rolling. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. This train does not stop. No. So the back pocket, it's your wildly average podcast. Mm-hmm. It's always been your wildly average podcast. And you're, you get your co-host, a couple of average guys. Mm-hmm. Love recognizing where we need to improve. Mm-hmm. You started with talking about confidence yep. through failure. Yep. Boy, we lived the failure and we continue to live failure. And that's what we try to ride our horse on mm-hmm. is finding that failure and pushing forward and finding, you say, um, you got this. We say, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Same methodology. Yep. Um, and it all comes through the average quality, that self-recognition through humility of being like, okay, I'm not that great. Mm-hmm. You're connecting people to improve on those qualities yeah. or you try to improve it yourself. Mm-hmm. So, Nick, what is your average quality? I tell you what, man. I would say one of my best qualities would be my confidence. So then my average quality, and this is going to kind of come from left field, it would be my anxiousness, my anxiety. And it's something where I'm always working on it. And it's force, forcing me to humble a freaking braggadocious dude. You know, um, I always accept that it's in my back pocket. I accept that it's there. I accept that it's with me when I wake up at five o'clock in the morning. And I know I didn't do enough the day before I got more to do today. Um, the thing is, is anxiousness and anxiety gets a bad rap. It's something that we all have in some shape or form, some more than others, some acknowledge it and some don't. The reason I say it's in my back pocket and it is my average quality is because I can put it at bay. That's where confidence comes from. You're able to tell to fuck off for a little while, but it's still there and I accept it. Some people deny that and then they end up in problematic situations because they won't accept it. Um, and then they have anxiety attacks. They, uh, you see people who they, um, people who have never been forced to, um, they've never been put in weird situations in life. They might've been a trust fund baby. They might have had everything handed to them in life, a perfect American made household, two parent household where they never had to face real issues in life. Maybe in ninth grade with this or that, um, they just live the on the surface the perfect lifestyle. I feel bad for those type because eventually they're gonna have to face the music. Uh, I have um, a buddy 
down in Rochester who grew up in a builder household where his family's a big wig builder, built, did a lot of big projects, and he had school paid for for him. He was allowed to be a super duper senior, never had to really face the wrath of life, was allowed to drink too much, stuff like that. Mid twenties, he has to face the music when the traveling's over, reality is setting in, where it's like, no, dude, everyone's making moves, but you're just still you might have a master's degree. You might be gunning for that doctorate, but what's it gonna do? Yeah, it'll look cool on the wall, but bro, we're all putting our hours in. You know what I'm saying? That's a different kind of anxiety that he was yet to accept. It's obviously just a comparison I'm making, but I've always been open. Like you see me do these mental health Mondays where, bro, I love talking about mental health. I love talking about where we're at because some of my favorite people are the most anxious ones and they're the ones that accept it. So I know that might not be what you're looking for, but anxiousness and anxiety is probably my go-to when it comes to accepting it, realizing I have it, and then pushing forward. That hit, that's it. That hits home, and I thank you for saying that. Yeah. And I know definitely a lot of our marketing interns will yeah. relate to that yeah. because anxiety, no matter how impactful it is, like you said, there's different levels. Every person handles, every person has different anxiety levels. It's That's science. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's inside us. Those are those mm-hmm. chemicals reacting in different ways. Um, me, I... I fail to recognize my anxiety on multiple occasions. I've had a handful of mental breakdowns, whether it was pressure, too much pressure on a football field and small scales like that, or trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do with my life. Mm -hmm. I'm 22 years old and I don't put that in perspective and I try to put all that pressure on me and then it turns into stress and anxiety rises and I'm panicking. Mm -hmm. And when you mention stuff like that, you've got to just embrace it. You have to recognize it and appreciate it because it can make you more powerful. Once you feel it. And another great example is when you're just traveling. Um, There's so many minor little minute things that you go through during traveling where your anxiety builds. Like whether it's the the plane being delayed and then your anxiety rises because like I'm not going to meet my parents at this time and all everything's going to be thrown off. And those are like real world problems that don't that could be translated in a fine tuned fashion where you're just like, okay, good. That happened. Good. How can I utilize the time that's presented and then move forward? Um, anxiety is so important to understand because it is in all of us and every single person will handle it differently. And that answer right there. Thank you. Your time and your energy is so fucking important. Um, nowadays we want to be yes men and we want to say yes to everything, but we've really got to be calculated about it when it comes to saying yes to everything. Um, now I see why Gary V and Zach Nadler, his uh, his booking agent, uh, Gary doesn't know about anything until a couple weeks out. You know, it's Zach Nadler who has to say yes to the right opportunities. And with me, I throw the name Mayo Clinic out a lot and the DMC out a lot. And sometimes it gets me in trouble. But at the same time, that's my ace in my sleeve, the Mayo Clinic. I couldn't get Gary Vanerchuk up here to the Twin Cities. It just wasn't that kind of draw, you know? You need to provide these people with unique opportunities when booking. That's the most important thing. Theo Vaughn, I took Theo Vaughn because I couldn't get Joe Rogan, I'll be honest. Um, Yeah, so I was talking with Joe Rogan's booking agent. He works with one here in Minnesota. And it's been the same one for years. And I couldn't they gave me a deadline where I had to, after he filmed his latest Netflix special, I had to wait exactly three months. But that was pushing it. That was 
late July. So there was just no way we were going to get him. And he costs a lot, and he double books. So he, if we did it, we'd have to do two Friday shows, two Saturday shows. That's just how he does it. Makes him a lot of money. So I went with Theo Vaughn, and Theo Vaughn was, um, he fired his manager halfway through the process. I had already paid down payment on him. He fired his manager. They weren't doing much for him or whatever. Everything that could have went wrong throughout this process did go wrong, times a million. And then that comes into, uh, what comes into play there is just this blind faith that everything's going to work out. You got this. I got this. I got this. Pat on the butt. I got this. We like to say, uh, good. Have you, have good. you seen that Jacko pot? Jacko, baby. Mm-hmm. Something goes wrong. Something goes bad. You know, something doesn't go your way. Recalibrate. Good. good. Yeah. Re-engage. Re-engage. And he's We're, using this exact, like, mic, and yeah. I'm looking at you yeah. from this angle. I'm like, holy shit, this is Jacko just talking in the mic, dude. Well, we, I might be bringing him out here in February. Um, But the thing is, bro, is like, I feel so bad because he doesn't have the draw here and it's very tough to that's a big gamble we just gambled hard with gary took a loss but um it was a great clout builder but with these man these public speakers they cost a lot of money um and the cool thing is now that we got gary in our back pocket and he's endorsed us to like tim ferris and stuff we can get these people but at the same time i can't bank on the public perception that's the toughest part man with um with even musicians nowadays people are making excuses to not go to shows like, um, my wife and I are going to Lil Dicky at the Armory here in a couple months. You're kidding. Yeah, it's going to be the shit. Are you coming? I'm coming. Are you going to be there? No, but now I want to. I get, didn't know he was coming here. Get your shit together. Yeah. When's it? When is it? October, first week of October. Oh. I think it's October 4th, maybe. That'll be fun. Let's go. Yeah, we're going, baby. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Lil Dicky at the Armory. That's going to be a good time. Um, but Lil Dicky and, like, his booking process, they're so smart with how they do it where they build hype, they build hype, and they create a lot of content. And then he goes on tour with speakers. They're just on tour. Their tour never stops. If they get the right opportunity for a Mayo Clinic or whatever that may be, they'll hop on it and they'll go. And that's very tough because in Minnesota, we are enslaved to the Four Seasons. So we have to base so much. Uh, we can't We can't risk bringing Joe Rogan here in February when Lord knows we're going to get a blizzard sometime. Mm-hmm. That could ruin everything. And we can't bank on that. We don't have sunny Southern California weather. And it's totally out of your control. All the way. All the way, man. Just kind of like doing a, um, uh, doing a concert or a festival outside. Dude, you're risking everything on one weekend and the weather being all right. Mm-hmm. It's tough, man. It's a big gamble um, when you don't have the deepest pockets. So that's kind of uh, where we're trying to, like even Jay Shetty. So we might be bringing Jay Shetty out here. And I'm waiting because his Facebook watch um, show is on fleek. Mm-hmm. 25 million views every single video within the first week, you know, killing it. Um, but it's just very tough when you're dealing with Midwestern minds. We don't have the New York state of mind. We don't have um, people who are ahead of the curve in Los Angeles. We have this weird mind state here where everything trickles in, in. you know, everything trickles from the coast. From the coast, yeah. Whether yes. it's the vibes of Cali or the uh-huh. vibes of New York yeah. that hard or that chill. Yeah. It's all feeling those trends. And that's kind of what I'm curious about. So, 
how do you try to recognize those trends in the Midwest? Do you wait until they're full blown and they've already hit? So then the Midwest realizes it and then you go after it instead of trying to find that new piece of information or is it kind of all flowing together? Nope. I have to be ahead of the curve because it's a doggy dog world out there. And that's why I knew I had to sign the dotted line for Gary Vaynerchuk before someone else did. Same thing with Jay Shetty. Same thing with Jago Willink. Um, I'm trying to be ahead of the curve. I call it the Joe effect. If they've been on Joe Rogan, I want him here. Oh, yeah. That's the long and the short of it. Kind of like Oprah. Everything Oprah endorsed in the 90s and early 2000s, it turned to gold. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Golden Nuggets. If you want to watch this version of Golden Nuggets, go on to YouTube and search The Back Pocket Podcast. You'll go under that channel and you'll be able to find everything you need. If you want to read the Golden Nuggets, go to yourbackpockets.com. That's with an S, yourbackpockets.com. Com and, and go under the tab blog because that's where you'll be able to read it. If you want to interact with us, go on to social media, the Back Pocket Podcast on Instagram or on Twitter, underscore the Back Pocket. You know the drill. Interact with us. We love your interaction. Take care.